Welcome back to Jump Scare. I'm Betty. And I'm Shad. This week we cover the first film of 2021, our second serving film, Howling 2. Your sister is a werewolf. Party time! Ow! It's the Rocky. Shocky. New way of horror. Howling 2. It's not over yet. Before we get into the craziness of this film, let's talk about some of the recognizable people that are in the movie. Uh, I'll let you start off, Shad. Well, of course, at the beginning of this movie, you get to find out right away that Christopher Lee is going to be in it because you get treated to a Star Wars-style opening with Christopher Lee and a skeleton. You can't get any better than that. Yeah, there's like the crawl, like crawl thing of like what's happened like so far in like the howling verse, right? And then like it's what what effect is that? Because I know you learned how to do that like in college. It's like a weird kind of like overlay and like a wipe where they come in like they're you know just like superimposed. It's like the weather map basically that they're standing in front of. Kind of they just got a very cheap green screen that they're shoving up there and putting Christopher Lee in a skeleton reading some quick passages from the werewolf book okay so christopher lee and we also have a guy that it took me halfway through the movie to recognize who he was uh i've seen this before but it's been a while and the, the other guy in it is reb brown and you wouldn't know that name from anything unless you happen to see the captain america movie he was a part of in the 1970s spoiler alert it's terrible Captain America drives around in a used 1970s van with a motorcycle in the back of it, fights crime, and he has a transparent shield that is also the windshield for his motorcycle. Look, I'm going to throw this out there. You, like, went to, quote unquote, you were frozen in, like, the 40s, right? Oh, no, not this Captain America. This Captain America was just a regular dude whose dad happened to be a soldier that everybody called Captain America. And then he got injected with some kind of serum. Wow. Okay. I was trying to like justify the fact where he would have like a fucking broke ass van and like. Nope. This a guy motorcycle. is just driving around in the shagging wagon. Alrighty. It even has carpet on it. It also took me a little bit to recognize. And you know, we've seen this movie before. I've seen it. This is probably like my third time watching it. Um, Annie McEnroe is in the film and she plays the uh the the reporter girl that's helping um Karen White's brother you know find out like really what happened to her cuz she worked with her right Yeah that's Red Brown's character who dresses like he stole all of his clothes from Joe Bob Briggs 
Uh, she's Jane Butterfield and Beetlejuice. And who's that? You're like, who? who's Jane Butterfield if you're not really a Beetlejuice fan? She's the sister of Barbara, Gina Davis's character. And then we have Sybil Danning, who's playing the <laughs> Christopher Lee's... Stierba. Stierba. Christopher Lee's sister. Very strange relationship. And she's been a whole bunch of things. But what I love her in is Reform School Girls. Because I fucking love that movie. (laughs) That movie's nuts. So yeah, those are the recognizable faces in the film. And let me tell you, um, you know, seeing the Howling, obviously, never had I ever remembered that Karen White was... (laughs) What's her face's name? From D. The Wallace. Movie? D. Wallace. And I'm like, that is the worst fucking name for like a werewolf. Like Karen White, the werewolf. No. Yeah. It, it's not a good look for her. And she's not in this film at, at all. all. Yeah, I love how they replaced all of her footage from the original Howling. I guess they couldn't get the rights to it, so they just replaced it with the most horrible makeup you've ever seen. Not even horrible makeup. This woman doesn't even look anything like Dee Wallace. Like, they didn't make no efforts. They were just like, white woman, there you go. You are now Dee Wallace's character, and you're Karen White. I love, too, how they like made a point. Like, at the end of the Howling, I remember he got like a single action, like it was either a bolt action rifle or something, put the silver bullet in it and shot her. And then this one, whoever's shooting her is apparently using like an AK-47 because there's just bullets flying all over the place <laughs> in there. And they're like, oh, yeah, he shot her with silver bullets. But he took the bullets out during the autopsy, so she'll come back to life. What? When have the hell have you ever heard that in the werewolf lore? I've only ever seen that like in one Dracula movie where they took the stake out of his heart and he came back to life. I think I've seen that maybe more than one Dracula movie, but I've never seen that in a werewolf movie where if like you take the silver bullet out after you shoot him, they come back to life. I mean, they're immortal. So, yeah, and that's the only thing. Yeah, werewolves, they like live for, they like, live a really long time. A long time. They're not immortal. That's why you see the gray werewolves. Exactly, because they're like 400 years old. I'm not saying, I'm saying, well, well they're depends. 45. They're aging in dog years, for Christ's sake. By the time it's been 10 years as a werewolf, they've already been like 70 years past. I'm saying I think werewolf lore, depending on where they can either. I mean, like, look at the freaking lichens from Underworld. They were old as hell. They had fought with the vampires. It was like 300 years or some shit. They have well, that's long- because they were in the Matrix. What? No, they have long lives. Nevertheless, okay, this fine that was the way that they decided they were needed to this is the only way to bring the characters together was to have this whole like we're gonna kill karen white like for real this time and then like figure out who really what's this whole werewolf thing about let me tell you if i'm like a young up-and-coming reporter and i'm trying to fucking break a story i'm not breaking a story in yugoslavia okay no offense Uh, no 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 no. now that's they, they filmed the movie in places like that over there but no no where did they go to break the story? Transylvania. That's right. Because that's where the werewolves are from. Yeah, where was I really from? wanted to run into Dracula while they wrote it. That would have made this movie perfect. But yeah, so... He's just sipping tea. It's just like a pan and scan. Like, it's just like a fast, like... He's a, he's like sipping like tea somewhere. That's it. Or he you just, know? He just cuts that guy who's obviously, a, you know, like in the old time Dracula outfit, just sitting in the bar and he sees the werewolves and stuff run by and just goes, eh. 
And just keeps drinking his tea in the bar. No one, they couldn't do that because they used all of the fucking like attire for this film, which is mostly leather and nakedness, right? It's just mostly leather everywhere. They used it on Christopher Lee, who oh. is in the craziest like punk-esque outfit in a punk club he's wearing like the glasses the sunglasses that are like pointy in the end oh, i've it's, got a picture of it we'll we'll post it it's fucking classic i'm just like um did he get to choose his own clothes what what was his reaction to wearing these clothes in this film yeah and so the basic bones plot of this one is christopher lee shows up at the funeral of uh karen white tells the brother your sister's a werewolf they took the bullets out of her, so she's going to come back to life. So she's going to be in that coffin alive for a long time. So we should take her out and stab her through the heart with the silver dagger. <coughs> Excuse me. And then, you know, they do in a very interesting ceremony they set up. I love Christopher Lee. He prays a lot in this movie. He prays for guidance. And then when they decide, well, we've got to hunt down the source of the werewolves. Where else would they be? But like he said, Transylvania. They go to Transylvania, and shit just gets weirder from there. But apparently Christopher Lee had to stop off at the punk club first to look for this other werewolf. Was that, I think they just really wanted a scene with punks in it in this movie, and they just had to shove it in because not only do we have that extended scene in the club where the band is singing the song The Howling. Babel is the name of the band. And by let me just preemptively tell you, if you hear the song, if you don't think that you can hear that song for like an hour and a half plus, don't watch the movie. Because, spoiler alert, it's the only fucking song in the movie. It's the same song throughout the whole... Now, mind you, the I love the song. It's catchy. But do I love it because they drilled it into my head so many times? Yeah. Is it, the leader is good, the leader is great, surrender your will, as of this date? Or you just keep repeating that until you're just suddenly brainwashed by the song? It's hard to tell. <laughs> And they use that footage of the punk club also multiple times in the movie, even parts where... It doesn't make any sense. They're in Transylvania and suddenly they just cut to the punk club with that one guy singing, The Howling. <laughs> and they're in, that, they're, they're in America at that point. So they're going from like America to Transylvania, which is really Yugoslavia. It's fil- It was filmed there. Czechoslovakia. Czech- Czechoslovakia. I don't know why I keep saying Yugoslavia. Did I say that the first time? Yeah. Uh, Czechoslovakia and my favorite part about this when they filmed it is reading the story on the or hearing the story on the commentary DVD where instead of sending the werewolf costumes they sent a huge crate of Planet of the Apes costumes and they had nothing to do except just sew more hair on the ape costumes and just film all the scenes as quickly quick cutaways so you couldn't get a good look at them and that's also why we have Christopher Lee briefly explaining how sometimes when a man becomes a werewolf, he must devolve into a lower form of man before he can become a werewolf. Just in case you happen to think those costumes look a lot like apes. <laughs> they threw wink, that wink. line. They've had Christopher Lee throw that line in there, which apparently he came up with himself. Let me tell you, he was a fucking jack of all trades. Like, yeah, Christopher Lee is the fucking shit. I have a <laughs> or feeling, he was, I should say. I have a feeling he's one of those things that, like, if you had a shitty movie and you brought Christopher Lee on, one, he made it better just by showing up and acting in it. Two, I have a feeling that he's the kind of actor that would pull the director aside and be like, you're directing for shit. Here's how you do it. And would just explain to him what to do. 
nicely maybe, but I think he would be very firm about it and get what he wanted done. We just hopped on a plane to Transylvania and we totally skipped over the fact that during the whole, I'm going to like, you know, stab the sister in the coffin thing, the where there's a werewolf and they decide, you know, what's the best thing to capture a werewolf that's running away from you? A volleyball net. <laughs> it's a volleyball net. It looked like from the dollar store. It looked like someone took like a mop and just made it into a fucking net and threw it on him. And it's like when he's on the floor, it's not even covering his full body. It's like his lower torso. And then he's like, no, I can't get out. He's like the fucking fly. He's trapped just laying there going, help me. <laughs> that part just got me fucking cracking up. I don't know what they were smoking during this movie, but it was good stuff. <sighs> now, back in Transylvania, <laughs> um, you know, Christopher Lee, also, spoiler alert, he has a sister. We said that earlier. Her name is Sturba, and she's an old fucking crone. She's a crone, right? She has been waiting for this special moment where she's gonna i don't know slit the throat of like a virgin girl and like drink her blood or use her blood and then magically she's gonna be turned into a young woman so she's also elizabeth bathory along with being a werewolf oh and not also is she that's not that's not where it stops She's also an enchantress. Oh, yeah. She works a mad 80s CG magic. Yeah. She has fucking magic. She's a werewolf that has magic. Um, They do not explain this at all in the film. I, I feel like they give a very, like, just one line explanation. But also, Christopher Lee has magic. That he never bothered to use or motherfucking mention at any point before he just whips out the magic. This is just like in Lord of the Rings where it's like, Gandalf, what the fuck, man? You fucking have all this goddamn magic, but all you do is walk around with a stick and you use the magic one time. Yeah, you beat more people with a stick than you did with magic. Yeah. So he's just used to being in movies where people, obviously he wasn't Gandalf, but, you know, so on. He He has magic, but he just really doesn't really use it. Uh, He does use it in this movie. He uses it like once or twice. Yeah, a little bit. But my favorite thing about this movie is that like all 80s movies that are set in any European country, as soon as they hit the ground, they immediately befriend a dwarf. As soon as they get there, Christopher Lee's like, ah, my old friend Vasile. A little person. Dwarf is also acceptable. Dot, 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 dot. (laughs) Yes, they do. And what is the whole point, like... There's like evil ones that are working with he becomes evil because Sturba gets her hooks into him. Yeah. So there's evil people around and you know I don't think this is probably too far off what it would be like if you checked into a hotel in Transylvania and you were a bunch of crazy looking Americans who showed up and were like, "Hey, uh, what's going on? Are you having some kind of festival here?" Mind you, they just passed through like an entire fucking street fair to get to the hotel. Before they get to the street fair, they have there's a blockade. There's a whole bunch of people just standing in the middle of the road. They get out and there's this fucking old ass lady. She's laying in the middle of the road, and I'm like, it's a trap, it's a trap. Like they I love blink how the their like, eye. Then the guy goes, a car hit her and she fell in the road. She needs help. And there are, there's like 20 people standing around her. Multiple people could help her, but they do nothing. And then within the blink of a night, they fucking disappeared. And then Christopher Lee, the girls, she goes, where, where did they, are, they're gone. Where'd they go? They're, 
not here, but they are here. <laughs> and then Christopher Lee just fucking stabs the woman on the ground through the heart with a knife, with a silver knife, <laughs> which he doesn't leave in her, by the way. So was he she a werewolf or night? So he just stabs her and then just kicks her body over the side of the cliff and goes on about his business. I'll meet you in the village and just takes off walking down the road. like you. He disappears into the fucking woods. Like okay? you couldn't just fucking ride in with him? Why? No, he's out. Okay. He has business to attend to in the fucking woods. He's going to collect some like fairy rings some or some rocks or some shit to rub together later. I don't know what the fuck is he doing. But he's off and like literally just jumps into the fucking woods. He's 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 gone and then you know like you do you find you know a place to stay and the place let me tell you the person that works at the front desk super sus like everyone is mad sus in this everyone's staring at them they're like weird i they had like kind of like um charleston heston um when he ended up in that freaking crazy ass place with the wicker the wicker man they had wicker man vibes was edward woodward like is that really yes why Edward did I Woodward. think Charleston Heston? Uh, he's been in some other questionable movies, but he wasn't in The Wicker Man. That movie was too good for Charlton Heston. Wow. Okay. Nevertheless. But Christopher Lee was, so. Those, well, there you go. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because he, okay. But still, weird fucking vibes, okay? The town. Everyone's like, like leering. They're like, hey. My favorite part is when they, obviously, you can see they're in like every building in town is a two-story building maximum. They go into the building. The guy goes, yes, we will put you in room 666. (laughs) And even the guy goes, that's weird. It doesn't look like your hotel would have six floors. Because the hotel that they walked into is obviously not the same hotel that they went into on the from the outside. It's this huge fucking hotel on the inside. On the outside, it looks like a fucking, you know, like I said, it couldn't be more than two stories. But And then you see the creeper at the desk. Jesus. Just, but they, what was it they said? And he, then one guy's just like, yes. <laughs> yeah, he was weird. And you know what? <laughs> no, don't stay there. Because I don't care what the travel guide says. That place is suspicious. Get the fuck out. And just like in, uh, you know, you go up to the room and you're like, you know what? All this weirdness has made me mad hot. So let's just fuck up against the wall here and keep the window open and everyone in the town i'm talking about like there's a festival okay people are singing they're dancing we're gonna get into the whole people singing and dancing on the stage in a second because that's a whole fucking other conundrum (laughs) and they're singing and they're dancing but yet at the same time because everyone's a motherfucking werewolf they can smell like i guess like the the sex scene is happening i was gonna say the pussy juice i was gonna get real uh, real dirty in here because they're werewolves they're smelling all the sex magic and they're like <laughs> they're getting all weird and turned on and let's just zone in on what i just said so <laughs> the main person that's getting weird and turned on is jimmy Bob- smith's older brother yes jimmy smith's older brother which looks just like jimmy smith at the same while this is also happening before this and after this in all kinds of fucking ver- like places in the movie there's a crazy werewolf orgy going on between Sturba, who became a young woman, like I said earlier. She became a young woman, and now her first call to order is, I am now young, so now I must have the fucking with the girl that I came, that I had, you know, the vicious woman that I had come over from America here. She has much potential to make fur babies. 
and Vlad. Those are the honest words. She's not embellishing that at all. She said, you will make fine babies with Vlad. Okay, but you're also having sex with Vlad at the same time. So you're not going to make babies with him? I don't understand. She's she she's like, look, my body looks good and my face looks good, but my innards, they're fucking they're still rotten. Old. They're still they're old. Still old. <laughs> I have arthritis. I look like I'm 35, but inside I'm 85. And the whole werewolf orgy scene, you think, uh, are you into that? Are you a furry or are you not a furry? You just like to see people have sex? Yeah. So they could not have sex because, because one. Because, yeah. And this is, again, what, we get this from the Blu-ray. <laughs> Apparently, the makeup was so delicate that if anybody started having any kind of fake sex scene, all the fur just fell off. So they could only just kind of lay next to each other and growl and claw at each other. It kind of reminded me like what a sex scene would be like in the old Batman TV show between Catwoman and Batman. They would just lay there on the bed and be like, meow, and claw at each other. That's what the threesome was like. Yeah, it was a very strange threesome because uh, nothing was going on, but yet they were Everything all was going on. sweaty and there's hair everywhere. And, and they do not look good. They look really terrible with that matted hair all over them. And Also, let me tell you what. Blonde werewolf, not into it. No. Vlad is there, but while he's having an orgy, also he's also he happens to also be on in the fucking town square dancing it up and singing at the fucking fair. How how is that so possible? So the timeline was kind of unclear on that. Did all that happen before? Was it happening during? Did Vlad finish up the werewolf threesome and be like, "Well, it's time for me to be on stage in five minutes. I got to hurry on into town." Let me change back into a human and then just go creepily stare at the window during the sex scene. Then there's like an uncomfortable scene and the while there's that sex scene and I said before like the werewolf Vlad is getting all hot in his singing and dancing, you know, lower in the village. Uh, he accosts like one of the village dancers who's not a werewolf. And he accosts her and he starts like molesting her and like kissing her. And she's not into it at all. Like you could literally see on the actress's face. Like she's like, what the fuck is going on right now? Why are you like kissing and touching me? Yeah, you got the feeling like, was that in the script or was this guy just horny and just started grabbing people? I don't know. But Vlad has a lot of, he can be in two places at the same time. He he got, he, oh, magic powers. Maybe this is the reason why they brought magic into the movie. Because they were like, you know what? This movie, we just shot several different pieces and several different scenes. We had Chris Lee. We just had to, you know, get what we could. And for whatever reason, we were not able to make like a good movie. So we're just going to throw magic. Because anytime you throw magic, you're like, look, this shit is uncut. It doesn't make sense. It's all over the place. Because there are scenes that are in the present, past, and the future all at the same time. Meanwhile, we're cutting back and forth to the bar in L.A. with the band, the punk <laughs> band singing for some random reason. This band is tired, okay? Because they've been singing for like days okay and they're wearing the same clothes like the punks they're still all there it's like they're in a fucking crazy time loop yeah they're stuck like a fucking bill mummy has him like trapped in a town somewhere making him perform for him all day long oh my goodness oh i don't even know where does she get the werewolf magic don't look if you're don't ask any questions in for the in the film because none of them are going to be answered (laughs) we don't know where this magic is coming from (laughs) There. Now, I had noticed this when I watched it before. 
But uh, this was another thing the Blu-ray taught us was that apparently Sybil Danning got the massage oil or whatever it was they were using to glisten her up in the one scene in her eyes. And that's why for a few scenes, she's just randomly wearing the dark sunglasses and then, oh, they're gone. There's like one scene in the middle of everything. She's wearing big, heavy glasses. I've seen thinking, you you couldn't just wait until her eyes were a little better on that one? No? Okay. No, they were like, no, we need to fucking film this shit and we need to get the fuck out of here. This is, this is, we need to just do what we need to do and just get out. The 80 special effects, they're just... Which is insane because, you know, the first Howling had some of the best werewolf makeup and transformations ever. And then, man, did that, did this series go off a cliff after the first one. All the sequels to all the horror movies are usually, you know, they get a little progressively worse. But I feel like this one, they put the fucking car in overdrive and drove right over the edge of the Grand Canyon in the second one. And then just said, fuck it, now that we're at the bottom, we'll just keep going further. We'll just keep digging. Look, man, you got ape suits, you got glued on like hair. Who, who, God knows where the hair came from. Like glued on hair on these on these people. Um, it, it's it's taking place in America, then Transylvania, and then America again. But America doesn't really feel like America <laughs> because they filmed it all in Czechoslovakia. <laughs> so that's you got- why you notice you never saw any streets in America. You never saw them on all you ever saw them in America was in their apartment, in the graveyard, and then back in their weird apartment at the end because you Oh, never, and the club, obviously. And the club. But yeah, all that was filmed in Czechoslovakia, so of course even houses don't look right, you know. Which even in the club, you know, right off the bat, this is not America. Like it has such a foreign feel, you know, in like a good way. Like it's like the graffiti on the wall is randomly, it just has stuff painted like the Bat Cave. Like that would be super subversive. So whoever was doing this was like, oh, yeah, I bet punks would be into Batman. So we're going to paint Bat Cave on the side of the wall in the punk <laughs> cave, in the punk club, multiple times. It's just written everywhere in spray paint, Bat Cave. And something else was on that. I can't remember what it was now, but it was like something very innocuous that you would think a punk club would have, like, you know, fuck the police or you know anarchy in the uk or something spray painted on the wall but no they have bat cave spray painted on the wall because this was probably super subversive to whoever was designing this in czechoslovakia also there's like hints of like actual softcore porn because there's scenes where there's orgies happening and in the background the actors are really fucking like yeah apparently when they told them go they went for it when they told him what they wanted, they went for it, and they just kept on going. And you know what? If I was a werewolf, okay, I'm not going to get in bondage wear. Like, I want to be free. I'm not trying to be... I'm not a dog. I'm higher than a dog. I'm not going to be with a leather collar and, like, leather straps and shit. I'm going to be naked. Like, I'm a werewolf. I'm, like, out, you know, living my life free. I'm not going to be with the constraints of, like bondage like what the hell's up with that just like people all werewolves have their different kinks some like to be wear some like to wear collars maybe some like to wear little fuzzy sweaters who knows well no one was wearing fuzzy sweaters in this fucking world (laughs) the the terrible hair yes but not actual fuzzy sweaters everyone was like in some kind of bondage spiky leather my favorite was the one that was like everyone else has both boobs out i just have one yeah, she's just like I just I'm just I'm just showing the one boob today. I'm just in a one boob like. You only feel. get lefty today. You don't. No one gets to see the right one. 
Oh, goodness. You know, there's the ultimate uh, fight between good and evil, of course. Every movie has to have this. You know, (laughs) Sturba has been trying to get Chris Lee... Uh, Chris Lee's character over to like they have to have a duel you know so because she's just wants to kill him and get rid of him because he's the one that's always bringing her down vice versa he's like this bitch is evil I need to fucking kill her and then they have like a fucking 80s special effects fight which makes no it's over in like two seconds well what i love too is when they go to the as they're going to the castle they start off with like nine guys and by the time they get there it's christopher lee reb brown and that uh what's her name annie McEnroe. it's the three of them that's it like they could have just left by themselves let these other poor people stay alive because no one else made it they all got immediately slaughtered and i love it where it's like you're watching and you can go, God damn, I can see the werewolf creeping up on him. Does no one notice? Up, oh, he's gone. <laughs> Chris Lee throws a were cocktail. Yeah, that was my favorite. It's like a Molotov cocktail for werewolves. And the best part is the werewolf had bit a guy and like he was laying on the ground. Christopher Lee's like, well, he's fucking dead. Just throws the cocktail, just blows both of them the fuck up. It's like a little mini nuke just went off. <laughs> And I said it was the Latin enchantment, enchantments that he uh, spewed there that fucking made him really explosive. Oh, and something we forgot to mention, and this is my favorite thing, and someday I want this to... This is going to be my dream job. I want to be like Christopher Lee, where I just walk into the place, and they go, what's your name? And you just take out your card and hand it to him, and it just says, occult investigator on it. <laughs> <laughs> no phone number, no address, just your name, an occult investigator. He just hands him the card that says, Stefan Collet, occult investigator. And you're like, all right, that's legit. He has a card. <laughs> No one's printing cards at this time like that. Just a Vista print doesn't exist where you could get like 150 cards for 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah, you had to have some money. So they must have been like, well, fuck, he's got a business card. Look at that. Look at this. It's printed on like paper. It's thick and all this. They're like, this is amazing. This is an amazing card stock. I can feel the, it's engraved. I can feel the letters. Yeah. It's like, well, shit, he must be a legit occult investigator. That, that's my, I just want to be able to roll up, take out my silver card case and just flip a card out that just says, Chad Youngblood, occult investigator. And way, but nowadays people are going to be like, where's your fucking email? Where's your text? Where, where do I call? What's, what's your handle? How do I get a fucking hold of you? This doesn't help me. This is just your name and a fucking like pentagram under it. It doesn't help. <laughs> so nothing is explained. The movie is just fun to watch because it's just full of crazy shit. It doesn't make any fucking lick of sense. It has nothing... The author of the original book also wrote several sequels to the original book, and this has nothing to do with any of those sequels that he wrote. So I'm sure he uh, was not thrilled with this, because all the actual novels are akin to the the first movie in tone, so I'm sure this was not what he wanted. The director did this movie, the part three, which is The Marsupials, which is my favorite Holly movie. That one I haven't seen. <laughs> After I saw the second one, I never really went back to watch anymore. But I remember when I worked at the video store, every few months we would get a new one. Like Howling 6, The New Nightmare. Howling 6, The Rebirth. Howling 7, we're starting over again. We're yeah. just trying to do everything. Now, The Marsupials is a terrible film. Don't. This is not a recommendation for Let me, me just ask you a question. Is there a were kangaroo? I'm not going to answer that. So there's definitely a were kangaroo. 
there is it's a marsupial so there is what makes it a marsupial is that it has a pouch yes she so i gotta see this now yeah this film is fucking nuts and there's like a halloween like dance scene where she's dressed up i feel like she's dressed up as a nun i haven't seen this in a very long time but she has sex with a guy and then she gets pregnant and she has a little pouch where the little baby marsupials come out (laughs) okay i definitely (laughs) baby werewolf yeah the movie's crazy i own the movie of course because i saw it was like one of those like it's saturday and they're giving it on tv and i'm like what the fuck is this movie and then of course i'm like hmm i think this movie may be cutting out a lot of scenes yes they were because there's like sex scenes you know it's like howling Plus werewolves equals sex. I I don't know when that occurred, but this was a thing when it when it came to these movies because this film. I mean, there's so many sex scenes and it's just very sexual, and you know it even ends on a sexual note after you know the whole shebang duel happens. You know, and they got the Red Brown and you know uh, Mac and Roe get to live their fucking life back in quote unquote the United States. Which I love that, like it happens to be Halloween. They get a trick or treater who's clearly a motherfucking werewolf, and, and just- also clearly a, a a dwarf, and but supposed to be a child. It's very strange. <laughs> then they go knock on the next door neighbor's door because they think that's where he came from. It's a priest, and he's like. I am not married, and I have no children. <laughs> Would you want to come in? And they're like, mm, no, I think we've learned our lesson about that shit. And they just go back in their apartment, end of movie. Yeah, very very strange. So while that's happening, of course, now we've had like maybe 15 minutes where we haven't seen the band babble sing the howling song yep so now we're going to end the note with that and then also flash back to like all these other random scenes but then mostly in between them kind of like a subliminal message we're gonna just show civil danning ripping rip off her off her shirt her shirt 19 times okay <laughs> And this is not in a row. This is like sprinkled on. I think the last time it's like five times, like one after another. Then there's like a slight pause where she's just about to rip it off. And she's just showing one boob at this point. She's just about to rip the shirt off. And then she rips it off finally. This happens 19 times with a pause. Yeah, and apparently this was just something the producers put in because they were like, hey, we just want to put this in a whole bunch of times. And he was like, the director just said, all right, I guess if you want, why not? Now, what's weird about this is the director of this, Philippe Mora, he also directed a horror movie that I love called The Beast Within, which was written by Tom Holland. So I guess it just depends with this guy who's writing it, whether he's going to produce a good movie. Because some of his other stuff is pretty decent but i guess if he doesn't have a good script he doesn't bring much to it no this i you know i i need to know more about what happened on this on this on this set because this movie is all over the place i just i can't even especially if there the not there was a novel that came out before the film or was there a movie novelization no it was a movie uh, it was a novel because the novel of this came out like in the late 70s and the first one the first howling was based off the original novel of it and it's 
I've read the novel, and it's pretty close. Uh, the basic plot of it's the same. They just changed some of the characters and locations a little bit. But the basic plot's the same. You know, she moves out to the country. They run into the werewolves out there. There's the creepy werewolf woman trying to seduce her husband. All that stays the same. They just change the setting slightly on it. If anyone has read this Howling 2 novel, please let us know. Oh, I, I have a copy of it somewhere, so I'm going to have to get it out and read it now. Yeah, because, I mean, like, how can you stray? What This is what I dislike. I dislike when there's actual a novel that they can refer to. Like, why did you decide to make a second movie to something that already existed in another, like, another format? But and you not just, use anything from it. Yeah, was it just... I could understand if it was just unusable to the point, meaning things that occurred in the novel, you were not going to be able to either afford because of effects, like you were not going to be able to show for this and another, but mostly because of money and effects. Yeah, it's like in the, the John Dies at the End novel, there's a whole scene in the middle where they go to Las Vegas. When it came time to make the movie, they were like, there's no way we can go to Las Vegas and film this on the money we have. And we can't build enough casino. So they're like, well, fuck it. Just cut that part out because it's, we can do, we can just set it somewhere else and just move it around. Yeah. And that's fine if you have to do it for that reason. But they still kept the basic story the same. This one was just like, nah, we're good. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. But I did get, we did get majorly served on this one because this is our first second serving of 2021. And I am... I, I did not want the second serving. I want to actually just eat it one time and then throw away the leftovers. Like, I don't... Because <laughs> this it's, was just I feel like you can't, you can't watch this a lot. You have to come back to it every few years, though. It's even better if you can show it to someone new every few years. It's like if you can surprise someone and show them society oh, and they don't know what it's like. That's not and a then you get to you get to see the end of it and watch their face. Like when I showed you Society and I saw the absolute look of horror on your face on it. That's amazing. No, I, no, I, I can never get those hours back from my life. Those hours are gone. It was only an hour and a half. They seemed like really long, just like this film too. And another movie we recently watched that we'll be covering later. It's like the sands i could see them in the hourglass and they're not going like multi it's like one grain at a fucking time <laughs> it's like it's molasses it's so bad i wonder if anybody's ever sat down and done like a marathon of all the howling movies if you have contact us and let us know because i want to know what it was like when what was life like for you after that after you watched all like eight nine howling movies oh no i you know, does Babel come back? Do they come back with another? You know, and it's so crazy. That that mu- that music, I would have liked to hear that. You know, I would like to hear that like in the first movie because it, I mean, the song is pretty decent. It's very, and it's not punk at all. It's more like new wave. Like. Yeah, it's more like uh, <laughs> Tears for Fears kind of stuff, you know. But this, this is probably what people, like these people were all older that were making this movie and they were probably like, well, they're punks because they've got on weird glasses. That must be them. Yeah, for real. This so. is exactly, yeah, this is someone thinking this is what, you know, punk music sounds like, but they have no idea. It's like when you get like a 60-year-old guy that tries to write like a, a movie with teenagers and he has them talking about stuff. Like, I'm just going to throw George Lucas under the bus here where he's going to write the movie with The Phantom Menace and he's going to have Anakin saying, that's so wizard. <laughs> No, it's fucking not Anakin because nothing has ever been described as fucking wizard. 
<laughs> you know what? I'm bringing that shit back in 2021. That's so fucking wizard. <laughs> no, you're not. It didn't work 20 years ago. It ain't going to work now. It's becoming part of my vocabulary, and I will be using it multiple times throughout the year. Hopefully, it doesn't disintegrate. Like, it doesn't ruin the year. (laughs) The great start we've already had. Yeah, we're already (laughs) up to great starts. You don't need to help it any. Well, thank you so much for joining us for the second serving of The Howling 2. Your Your sister sister is a werewolf. So, for the big question, how many knives do you give this movie? One. I was going to give it one and a half, so uh, just because it's so crazy, I have so much fun with it. But I can't come back to it very often. Every about five years is enough. See you in 2026. All right. Thank you so much, and stay tuned to the horror. Hey!